que dejaron Soy todas las obras de lo que se robaron Un pueblo escondido en la cima Mi piel es de cuero, por eso aguanta cualquier clima Soy una fábrica de humo Mano de obra campesina para tu consumo What's good, raza? My name is Juan Carlos Lozano And this is the second season of the PA Podcast Coming to you from Califaslan Unión del Barrio in San Diego The following is a statement issued by Unión del Barrio about the coronavirus, as well as guidelines for addressing the 2020 pandemic. The coronavirus has unmasked the sick brutality of capitalism. Only principled global solidarity will be sufficient to contend with this pandemic. Posted on March 15th, 2020 by Unión del Barrio. The coronavirus, COVID-19, health emergency is unfolding on a scale that has impacted all of us as a species. This moment represents a new global consciousness that is spreading across the world in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, with people quickly coming to the realization that only as a species can we hope to deal with this crisis. Within the U.S., this pandemic has unmasked the moral and institutional bankruptcy of the most advanced for-profit healthcare system in the world as one that is designed primarily to maximize profit, while providing largely useless for addressing the foreseeable COVID-19 health emergency. Parasitic U.S. private insurers and the healthcare industrial complex shamelessly double-dipped to grow their already overblown profit margins. Nearly $4 trillion was spent on healthcare in 2019, making the U.S. model the most expensive and least effective healthcare system in the capitalist world. Corporate executives and investors argue that this incredible sum of money was never intended to provide a viable health safety net for the entire U.S. population, much less so in a time of crisis. As the for-profit healthcare system is now faced with a national healthcare crisis, private medical interests once again turn to the public to pay the bill and happily accept $8.3 billion of public funds allocated by the federal government. March 6, 2020, H.R. 6074, Coronavirus Preparedness and Response Supplemental Appropriations Act 2020. Furthermore, private medical companies and HMOs are ready to access another $50 billion in public funds with the March 13, 2020 National Emergency Declaration. This has been a publicly enacted and politically sanctioned act of national insurance fraud. This fraud is being perpetrated and celebrated by Donald Trump and his minions, who convene press conference and applaud corporate CEOs and the public and the quote public private partnership unquote that will save us from the coronavirus away from the cameras central bankers have flooded private industries with quote free unquote money to the tune of 1.5 trillion dollars in order to prop up the collapsed stock market very soon the US federal government will announce massive bailouts of private airlines oil companies and the cruise industry these aggressive economic interventions need to be understood as focused entirely on the health of the capitalist system only, equivalent to the toilet paper hoarding and destructive individualism currently being displayed by so many regular people in our society, and none of it is intended to support the urgent healthcare needs of the society. Indeed, when we take a minute to look past the buffoonish Trumpian boasting and incompetence, the true nature of the capitalist system becomes apparent in the times of crisis. The rotten core of individualist consumer culture is exposed, and in the end, the only thing we can be sure of is that this grotesque system of monetized chaos and social inequity will likely condemn many of our communities to elevated levels of viral exposure. We have no doubt that as this health crisis escalates, there will not be a sufficient level of political nor moral discipline demonstrated by elected officials 
to advocate for brown and black communities within the U.S. We must also recognize the lack of institutional motivation and organizational capacity needed to provide the necessary medical services to our barrios. Long before Trumpista fascism took hold of this country, our communities have historically been denied institutional support and resources in times of crisis, during massive fires, earthquakes, and previous epidemics. We have no other option than to assume that Trumpista fascism, especially when it is operating under a scarcity of healthcare resources, will intentionally deny institutional support to many of our communities during this healthcare emergency. Therefore, the primary task for Unión del Barrio in the coming weeks and months is to implement as robust a set of emergency procedures we can muster. We must prepare ourselves to provide active solidarity to our members, our extended families, our political allies, and the neighborhoods where we have an on-the-ground organizational presence. To the degree that we can be disciplined in maximizing solidarity amongst those closest to us will be the measure of how we can challenge the hysteria and neoliberal individualism promoted by the mainstream capitalist media. All of our organizational capacity must be channeled towards building community-based hubs of social solidarity. Unión del Barrio must do our part to advocate for the health and security of our barrios. Email all questions, updates, or pertinent information to Unión del Barrio CC at gmail.com. UDB national phone number is 619-398-6648. Visit uniondelbarrio.org to check out our current community guidelines for dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Well, we're going to be discussing two topics today. It's the coronavirus crisis. What are your thoughts? There must well, be some... some, some you can't... Even the numbers that are out already yeah, you are relative because you only can count cases that you test for. And the stats that are out there, I mean, right? Now. Have any of you gotten tested? Man, I think I had it. Right? I mean, we don't... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had it too, but I didn't get tested. But like, yeah, were you dying too? <laughs> How long were you? Sick? What? I felt sick for like a week or two. It lasted like a while. It lasted like two and a half weeks for me. And then the compa had it. I think we had it at the same time. And actually, we were both dying. I was like, do you have this? Yeah. Do you have that? Yeah. I probably gave it to y'all in that day. <laughs> I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. Yeah, you were sick. But the coronavirus is going crazy. So I don't think the state is ready for this. I mean, the, you know... They've been cutting off uh, funds at the G- at the EPA level, the the Health and Human Services level. So I don't trust a damn bit. Yeah, well, if you look at what's happening, for example, in Italy, they shut down the whole country, right? The yeah, whole, the whole country's on lockdown yeah. now. The Juventus, the, the, the player. In Washington State, all public schools are shut down. Mm-hmm. They sent all kids home. That's massive. <clears throat> that is crazy. All public schools. All public schools, like high schools, elementaries, and all that. That's nuts yeah now um my my own work we're gonna be working from home uh this friday i'm gonna have to take our phones and and our laptops and all that and connect as if we're gonna work remotely regarding this pandemic too so everybody's taking all these precautionary measures now man i still think i had it man I, (laughs) i i really i really think i had it but um Crazy stuff, crazy stuff, and I mean the media is is hella paranoid with this as well. They're it's disgusting. Stop coverage. I think the last time they the the World Health Organization uh, named something a pandemic was in two thousand nine with the H one N one virus. Mm-hmm. 
You guys remember I that? I remember that. Yeah, I was in elementary school. And then prior to that, it was the SARS? Yeah, I don't remember, I that. Don't remember that. What, you were five years old when that happened? Oh, like 98, five years old. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I never had health insurance. <laughs> I still, I, hey, I have it and I don't know how to use it. That's how complicated that it's shit is. It's a little yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, help me, find, help me find it. <laughs> help me find that card. Disclaimer. Disclaimer alert. If you hear echo, echo. An echo in the podcast, it's because we are following protocol, you know, handed down that, that we shouldn't be in an enclosed space, we should be in a, in a larger space. <laughs> <laughs> so we changed our studio settings in order to accommodate the pandemic, you know. So so we're all abiding by it, but I think that, I think that what can we say to Rasa that, uh, that you know, that don't have health services that... Um, I think that's what we need to you talk know, about. That, that's exactly yeah. what we need to talk about. What, uh, what can we say to them? What, what resources can we give to them? I know that we could, uh, we could look something up. I mean, but uh, I mean, the the World Health Organization has some guidelines where um, in which you could uh, wash your hands, get some gloves. Yeah, don't fucking hoard toilet paper, fam. Don't. <laughs> like yo, like I get it, but come on. Why toilet paper? Why is it so popular? I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Charmin just came out with a new brand, man. Why? Why wouldn't you do it with like water? Like, I get that. Taiwanese. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, like, why are they hoarding all these toilet papers? I think that's a PR move. I went toilet paper this company. Friday, right? This Friday, went to a Walmart here in Chula Vista, right off the fifty four. I'm not gonna advertise for that shit, but anyway, yeah, we, <laughs> we went over there. And uh, <laughs> we were looking for, for three simple things, right? Which is like, we didn't know it was at the top of every shopper's list at Walmart at that point in time. It probably still is. Water and disinfectant antibacterial soap and, and wipes. We didn't find anything. We went up and down the Lysol section. Well, but, but you know, this is a, an illness. Mm-hmm. And I don't recall in my lifetime having ever seen this? or heard this kind of... Uh, formal response from its institutional response so something's happening and the scale of it is, is obviously I don't think it's um, reach we know it's not going to disappear or it's going to start declining within the next week or so uh, so they're doing this, they're doing something preemptively because they expect something to occur within the next few weeks right mm-hmm. um, on the other hand the, the, the people I that I find most utterly uh, despicable and disgusting the Trumpers especially uh, their chief Trump mm. is the one that's sort of like you know it'll go away it's everything's fine it's all beautiful it's all wonderful mm-hmm. and if other people around the world are actually taking this serious I actually uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and I don't believe this other vato um, I think it's and even if it all disappears tomorrow uh, fuck it I think we need to get prepared for Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. What's what? Uh, let's say twenty five percent of the people in San Diego County or Southern California get sick. Mm. Um, they're gonna fill up all the hospitals. Wealthy white folks are gonna be the ones that take up those those services. Mm-hmm. And what are we gonna be left with in our in our communities? You know, uh, medical Calfresh. when it comes down it's not going to be even you know that's not going to even be those programs aren't going to even be around so that's what I was like you know we should we should really uh, be considering the formation the quick formation or the urgent formation of brigadas the 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 salud comunitaria or those kinds of things right 
Exactly, and I think we were discussing that uh, prior. And what would that what would that look like? What would that consist of? Like, I know that we we said that you know taking you know people who have appointments from point A to point B, that type of thing, or or any type of uh, you know for giving them like antiseptic uh, stuff or antibacterial uh, uh, equipment or, or what would that look like, Compa? What would you what would you think? I don't know. I mean, the comparable stuff. You know, when the fires came down mm. and the big fires came down in San Diego, um, the, the state and local authorities had water and other types of resources, and they weren't extending those resources to our communities, especially vulnerable uh, communities like in North County, the farm workers and stuff like that. So we actually had to mobilize efforts to, to support our neighborhoods um, because when the time comes and, and these institutions... Um, have to share or deploy resources to, for example, attend to old folks. They're going to attend to their old folks, right? And they're going to purposefully neglect ours um, and our communities. And gente sin papeles are going to be probably banned from receiving because that's actually something that, that was discussed and debated, and, and it was that was before Trump um, banning people sin papeles, for example, accessing water. Uh, or other types of uh, emergency support. I mean, that's something that's going to have to be yeah us. Definitely, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so not to deviate from the the whatever the outcome. And even if even if it were to disappear tomorrow, we should have this shit in place anyway. Yeah, we should definitely have that in place. I mean, the most vulnerable sectors are going to be the most targeted at this point. Como tú dijiste, compa. You know, I'm sure that the Homeland Security Deputy Secretary uh, would deem uh, uh, people without papers undocumented our brothers and sisters as enemies of the state because they have the virus so they might be able to spread it no man it might go to that it might go to that so we do have to be really prepared when it comes to that um, any any comments you want to add on that compas well just a little bit of what you just said um, yeah. Trump did tweet out a video today what'd you say Trump tweeted out a video Okay. And well, it's like a retweet, so it's not his video; it's someone else's video. Mm, usual. But they call it, you know, like never the, original. The um, Chinese virus. I'm doing air quotes oh, right. because you know it's that's definitely not it. Um, but that's what they're calling it, and they're like, they they bring it up on a on a talk about like why we need to build a wall right now, and it's just kind of like, oh well, yeah, their agenda, right? No correlation <laughs> at no, all, and it's just kind of like I don't know. It's very opportunistic of them to be pushing for all of these kind of super, yeah, like anti-immigration or whatever it might be um, talks and and super. whatever. So just kind of like it, that's not what this is supposed. No. This is a world thing. This is a, a global issue that's mm -hmm. going on. It's not just on our borders. It's yeah. global. Real stuff. I mean, you look at the way that they're manipulating everything in order to fit their agenda. I mean, the stock market, what, the Fed reduced the interest rates? That's one of the things that's unusual, right? Right now, the the most obvious argument for universal health care is taking place right now. Oh, Charlie Land, BJ Biden. Just expand Obamacare. Yeah, they until, until somebody in his family right, gets sick and then he's going to be... Because you can't even... You're not going to be able to stop this if, like, if there's a big swath of people who don't have any kind of health care and they all get infected with this thing and it spreads. The wealthy aren't going to be able to go. They'll have to get into these bubbles and stuff and live in <laughs> plastic bubbles, and I don't think they're ready to do that. 
Or the other hope is that Biden forgets, <laughs> and then he <laughs> he supports it. Well, that guy's yeah, guy, guy garbage, man. Yeah, I mean, well, we could start talking about the elections, but that I think that's a different. Yeah, it's a, that's a different different ball. I just like talking crap on Biden, but yeah, no, definitely you have major points on that. Kompo. I mean, the the case is uh, leveling out for itself right in front of us. Pomotulises. And what's the trip is you know that, that it's it's obvious that, that these cats always apply in the question of healthcare. You know they talk about um, mm. health insurance, how many people are uninsured. You see that the, there's no equivalence between being insured and being healthy. You can have insurance and never go see the doctor and be completely sick. The difference is healthcare and and health outcomes are not the same thing as health insurance. Health insurance is just a commodification of of uh, of healthcare. Not it doesn't have. Uh, health outcomes that's what's a, uh, an incredible uh, thing how people kind of think about that and they're like oh people want to keep their 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 health care they're not talking about their doctor they're talking about their insurance company I could give a shit about uh, the, the people you know fighting papers you know or, or, or taking your your card when you go there it's like who, who's, who are these admin people that you're supposed to be advocating for they don't ever I don't, I don't even know their name they don't <laughs> Like, why would people care who who's who's collecting your copay? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But they never point out to the to the Venezuelan one. They always point out to the Norwegian, Slavic areas for to 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 be the optimal form of healthcare. Like, God damn it! I hate the fucking current political state. Do you want to go through the steps to prevent illness when it comes to the COVID nineteen? Nah, I don't know. If you want to? Which is the coronavirus? Necessary. Yeah, it's actually very simple. Just uh, clean your hands often, avoid close contact, stay home if you're sick, cover coughs and sneezes, wash your hands. 20 seconds. Wear a face mask if you're sick, which is, I don't understand how that, I mean, it's transmitted through all forms. I mean, it goes through your eyes too, so I don't know what's up with that. God, well, it's just spit and all that is no. more, and you can get a lot more. Clean and disinfect. But the main the main thing that it tells you is not to buy too much toilet paper. <laughs> like, yo, like enough with the toilet paper. All right. Joe Biden is going to take this, man. I think so. Joe Biden is going to take this. Just like, you know, we predicted. I mean, all the, all the Bernie people were... We're enthusiastic about it, but to be honest with you, I didn't see them as much as I saw them like in 2015, 2016. Is that is that a huh? is that an accurate assessment? Oh, did you see them? Who the Bernie people? Like the the, the like the the fools that were out there. Like if you need a vote, you need to get your whole family yeah. to vote. Yeah, big oh, time. Damn. Well, they weren't catering to me. Hey, I live in Chile. But also, <laughs> but also like social media had a big role in that. Social media had a big role in the 2015-2016? Like in pushing Bernie into our radars? It was it was a big, big push um, in social media, at least personally. Um, I saw that that time around, for the first time around as well. On I, was, and all that. I was 16 in 2016, so I couldn't vote yet. So, but a couple years after, I did start noticing a lot more of... Uh, Hey, are you registered to vote? Are you registered to vote? All that. Because Bernie, you know, he, he he knew his audience. He knew who he had to reach out to, and that was the youth. Because at the same time in 2016, that's when the whole non... Uh, the gun violence thing was going on. Yeah. The shootings. 
And so those two things kind of met. And it was kind of like Bernie was just like, I'll get rid of it. And that's kind of where it just... Fuck, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> in so long. Well, but that's the um, illusion, though. Exactly. The sense of... Yes. You... You have a chance. The, the amount of enthusiasm, I think, that um, Bernie Sanders and the Bernie Sanders campaign were able to kind of muster and, and with the support of, uh, um, you know, forces like AOC and and the people that, that they call the squad and the rest of it. Oh, I know more. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's an interesting kind of uh, cultural change, but it really doesn't operate as a function to of, of power. Of course. And I think the, the, the for me, like when I was, I was talking to uh, a compañera earlier today, yeah. um, if you track what happened, for example, in the 2016 campaign mm-hmm. and what happened today, mm-hmm. the, the base of support for Bernie Sanders is shrinking. And so uh, in the states where he actually won and he had a, a vast majority, uh, yeah. he actually lost ground. That's pretty much been the consistent tendency uh, across the board. Now, this, this uh, emphasis on young people and, and uh, a lot of people have said that I was actually pretty surprised uh, that you know, he came out so far ahead in California, which I think is meaningful, but it deserves us to, uh, for us to take time to think about it from our own kind of political perspective. Uh, on the one hand, um, the I would say that the movement as a whole is 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 manifestly there's evidence that it's in decline now. He wasn't able to to gather the kind of support or enthusiasm that he had in 2015, 2016. Um, in, in the context of that yeah. uh, uh, electoral process, um, I, I would say a lot of that has to do with uh, with Trumpism and the rest of it. But if you measure and you track politics as a function of power uh, through the electoral process, that's what you're going to come up with. You're going to come up with a losing configuration. You're never going to be able to beat the system or change the system um, because voting, all it does is reproduces the system. Um, Bernie's declared revolution is a function of the system. It's a way that the system is trying to incorporate or assimilate irreconcilable contradictions and calling it a, a revolution by calling people out to vote. And that's not how a revolutionary process... I mean, if Bernie Sanders had invested in the hundreds of millions or... I think what he's, he's got about $100 million or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like $40 million a month he's raising. He he's has the highest he's amount of He's got a lot raising. of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, at, look up how much money yeah, his sure. campaign has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I a lot think of it's money. 40, he just raised $40 if million If they did that February. to build a, a revolutionary organization from the ground up and voting in the electoral process was one strategy... Then they could talk about having a revolutionary, having a creating a revolution. But if, if you're hustling and doing all this money and your only strategy is electoral outcomes, mm-hmm. then all you're doing is really actually re- reproducing the system itself. So he's uh, just. We're not against voting. Right. I think that's a, an important thing. But if voting is all you do in your political life, then you're not a political person. You're just actually just kind of reproducing the system. You just. Uh, you're a citizen. Just a Democrat. Yeah, you're a so- you're a sovereign citizen. You're a citizen, law-abiding it's, citizen. There's a movie up. Well, the, the 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 act of voting traditionally is is a process. It's it's a a, a way to um, have a, a a nonviolent method to to have the bourgeois democracy survive and have the bourgeoisie be able to kind of distribute power amongst its contending sectors, 
and, and whoever is able to convince a, a majority population to support them, they can take it. But it's a bourgeois mechanism. The, the crisis in the U.S., though, is so severe. Let's see. So Bernie he, Sanders has... He's raised $134 million, and he's spent $116 million already, and he has $17 million on hand right now, at this very second, to spend. Is that right? That's uh -huh. accurate. Very accurate. If whatever credit you want to give him, there it is. But yeah. Well, you know, and then they, you know, like AOC says some really interesting stuff, and, and, uh, and these other people say some interesting stuff. But in the end, it's sort of coming from the position that you, they live inside the belly of the beast and what's going to have to be done politically to bring about real fundamental revolutionary change. I think, you know, in most places in the historical spectrum, the, Bernie and his movement represents the, uh, the, the center of, of social democrats or social democracy, the center of it. It's not even left wing. It's, it's centrist social democrats everywhere else on, on the globe but because of the u.s the domination of, of the right uh they paint him as a as a it's super a radical and he's not um, you, you, you got to give credit to bernie you know credit where credit's due he's the only candidate that that will that has definitely vowed to break up cbp um in, in at in its entirety and border patrol and all that so that's the that's a the crazy irony though he's saying those words in the context of of, of its massive expansion. Uh, he's saying those words in the context of, of, uh, of kids being put in cages. He's saying those words in the context of the wall being built up even taller than it was before. And so in other words, you know, saying the words that I support the abolishment of ICE or, or having a slogan, uh, abolish ICE, is not the same thing as actually launching a struggle to abolish ICE. We'd have to have, you know, we could have that kind of money. We could have, you know, 10, 15,000 militantes and we can take on ICE. Oh hell no! You know? <laughs> oh hell no! Our little our little community patrols do it at least in in a few barrios every morning, uh, every couple mornings, and I think that's uh, an important uh, contribution, an important factor. But can you imagine if we had those kinds of resources? Oh man, that is the goal. Hell yeah! And and, and that's the thing though. It's like you know they can have um, all of these uh, interesting things to say, but they don't have a revolutionary party. You don't have a revolutionary party. Why are you telling the word revolution? In fact, Bernie should just stops using the word, because they're hating on him anyway. How many times did Budjie oh, you don't want? There's a lot of people who don't want him a revolution. I don't want you to take over there. And he was talking about Bernie Sanders' revolution. Really, he, Bernie Sanders wasn't even talking. You know, he said he said one thing pro about Cuba, <laughs> and then he was required <laughs> as a rule to say ten things against Cuba in yeah. order to justify his one positive thing to say. Same you thing. know what? We're fidelistas. Que viva Fidel. Yeah, yeah, que you know, viva, and, 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 and you know, he did, that was an armed revolution. That, yeah. You know, it wasn't. And then this guy, and then we have to, it was shocking to hear uh, on, on, on national news, anyone in the U.S. say anything positive about uh, Cuba, about Cuba or, or Fidel. <laughs> but then he was required almost, and it was, this was the Democrats. Instantaneous. Required him to say 10 negative things. Oh, but... Yeah, they, 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 they have great uh, education and healthcare, but Fidel Castro was terrible and he was an yeah. authoritarian and I'm opposed to authoritarianism. Literally, they have relations with Saudi Arabia. Oh. That's a, that's a, a monarchy, man. Oh. They got a, a reporter from the Washington Post and chopped him up into pieces. They cut him into pieces. Khashoggi, and, and they have this favorite nation. The first place that Donald Trump visited as President of the United States was Saudi Arabia. The second one was, 
with uh, uh, the the Netanyahu, the Zionists in, in Israel, yeah. most reactionary forces, and they and and the Democrats, <laughs> their heads exploded because Bernie Sanders said one thing, the the one thing about Cuba. That was <laughs> oh yeah, well, he passed away a long time ago. Yeah, too. but Cuba is it? You know, Cuba is not a. You know, they're you know, not cash we cow. What we have to tell them, though, man, is that all of these Democrats, Republicans, keep their fil- keep Latin America out of their filthy mouths. Yeah, that's right, man. You get, Stay get the out of there. fuck out of Latin yeah, America. We don't care Shut about your thoughts. Up. Yeah. Hey, if you're so concentrated, Bernie Sanders, on uh, on getting health care, and you keep on citing Denmark and Norway... Handle that shit, my friend. Go stay over there. Just go handle that quarantine, if anything. Go quarantine yourself over there, fam. God dang, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they have to always like. If they praise, como tú dijiste ahorita, like they praise anything in Latin America when it comes to uh, Cuba, Fidel, or or Venezuela, they always gotta talk shit. It's like, like he said, one, and then he one thing good, and then the rest is bad. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, like, like yo, you're just hurting, dude. Like you ain't representing nothing. Like yeah, you got. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, fool, the whole truth is better than not true, than one truth, fool. If you can't handle the truth, don't say it, fool. Go to church. But yeah, man, like, actually, well, no, I don't know about the church thing, but yeah. <laughs> uh, crazy, crazy stuff when it comes to that, but. Como you said, el Trump, crazy Bernie, crazy Bernie. I don't know, but Biden is crazy, man. That yes, dimension, you guys seen those videos? You guys seen those videos? Oh, it's just this viejito está bien, man. And all these fools, they're going to catch coronavirus and die anyways. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm super viejitos. Hey, that's gonna be. Imagine, imagine what would happen if that were the case. If all these old motherfuckers running would just die. Half of Trump's base is be dick is out, but old old racist motherfuckers. Well, I'll tell you this much: half of Trump's base wouldn't die of the COVID nineteen. They would die of of something else because they don't believe in COVID nineteen. Those Trumpers that are igual, like, oh, nothing's gonna happen. They keep going out and shit. Like, yeah, that's just, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, naivete can only take you to death. So, man, I really want to talk crap on Bernie. Bernie or Biden? I'm really, you know, it, this, the similarity, both of them, man. But it's just like, yo, Bernie sees his enemy right in front of him and he calls him his friend. Well, that's the, he's running for president of the United States. Exactly. And and that's one. That's why. <laughs> If you're, you're, he's not trying to. That is the biggest insult you've heard in this show. That is the biggest. That's the thing, insult. though, man. If you're running for those things, you're gonna have to. He's actually running for president of the Trumpers too. Oh my god. And and that's why they, the 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 division between the Democrats is um, whether or not they're able to win over enough Trumpers. Suburbanites. To to undermine uh, uh, the electoral college. Uh, calculus that they have uh, as far as, as Trump is concerned oh, so that's why they're trying they're speaking they're the, the Democrats and they've done this historically but as far as they're concerned they have a conversation and a debate and they want to negotiate with the right wing and they're trying to isolate and, and shut, have the, the their left wing or their, their internal left wing to shut the fuck up and that's what they've always done yeah they're red baiting and doing all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff McCarthyism yeah right now right here Compa, I wanted to ask you, you know, I've just been, I've been thinking about it. I've been wanting to ask the, the, you know, over here, all the compas. Do it, I see some similarities between the, the Viva Kennedy campaign and the, and the Viva Bernie campaign. Um, do you see I, that? I was shocked, man, that, you know, the, the raza came out for him in, in California. They, they did, man. And even in Texas, there was, there's something that we need to, to, to look closely at that because I think the... You know, because I don't know anybody in our feeds and our social media and the people in the circles that we know. Mm. There's a lot of people that do support uh, Bernie. And so it's like, you know, you, we could we could take the time to critique and attack 
uh, that campaign. But I think it'd be really important to to say and, and think through this to its logical conclusion, where this goes. Why would people actually, for the first time, support a guy who does call himself a democratic a socialist? Whatever that means within the context of the U.S., it's meaningful that in the Southwest, the Raza went for Bernie, the voting Raza. Because it's not, to say that Raza is, is, is everybody, and the, the Raza who votes is, a, mm -hmm. and the, people, the Raza who votes in primary, it's even a smaller subset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for the Nagada, the... And it has to be Vasa who's Democrats. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bernie campaign focused on, on the youth. They focused on the youth. But did they though, really? And I think, yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, well, hell. Los que vinieron in droves were the suburbanites, te digo, the loyalists, the Democrats, the fools that voted for pinche... But the youth the didn't come out Bill Clinton. They didn't, they, and that's, the, that's one of the bigger things. They did. That, the youth super, did come out. But this... But not like little, crazy. This little Super Tuesday, whatever, that just happened yesterday, Biden... With shining colors, it was suburban. I mean, the African American and, vote too, man. And the thing that might have—that is the catalyst because of uh, Kamala Harris, Obama. It's Can't not, even go too far from the tree. No, man, you're talking about the southern. You're talking about uh, Africans uh, in the south. The south is a different vibe. You all gotta go trip out on it, man. It's the the <laughs> the south is like, um, you know, it's backward. You know, it's, it's, got, it's got a lot of uh, uh, old school, like that's, that's old KKK kind of crazy mm -hmm. stomping mm -hmm. ground. So the so the the gente that lives down there, man, they experience and they see politics through a different lens. Yeah, they're not going to be going for the most radical uh, option. They're going to lean towards the the safest option. The the one thing that's clear is they don't support Trump. Um, but it's, it's not going to be. But also um, point. Going back to the whole Texas thing, Beto O'Rourke, también. I mean, but he he turned Texas into more democratic um, state when when he was running his campaign. I mean, it was huge. I remember seeing it all over Twitter and like in todos lados that Beto O'Rourke this, Beto O'Rourke that, and that's because he's just a politician because it's fuck. Like that automatically got on my stomach to like the cool table. Because hmm. um, he stands was, up on tables or what? No, because he says fuck. Because <laughs> 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 he curses and like he's like young, animated. What? Yeah, has a lot of good energy. Yeah, he's good for the base. Exactly. <laughs> so better work. <laughs> yeah, man, better on my stork. Yeah. And so and so yeah, like in Texas, I I like that's kind of why yeah. this big support for Bernie also came up. And again, we mentioned it earlier, Beto fucking endorsed Biden. And honestly, también, it was the social media presence that he had. Yeah, man, he was Beyonce and like a bunch of H Town people yeah, and yeah. celebrities he was endorsed him. He wasn't tied to anything real, though. You look at the numbers exactly. when it came out, he was just so whack. He's a social media creation. The guy likes yeah. on to Bernie Sanders' his, his, uh, his, his movement, and then he sold out in like like less than six months after, yeah. after Bernie endorsed them, so. That's trash. Because también, all of this is, is kind of, you know, it all kind of... Makes it intertwines? Yeah, intertwines, and, and then they created this other big thing, and that's why we're seeing kind of movements here in, in SoCal and the Southwest. Yeah, man. 
I'm not gonna comment on Beto Rogue. Fuck yeah, no, yeah, yeah. bet on my store. What the hell you come back for? Bet on my fork. <laughs> Who asked him to come back? Again, it's he. Then you said it. I've forgotten. I, I could have lived another fifty years and never heard his name again and been like, cool, whatever. Man. Take out my cork. Yeah, and like uh, completely want those completely. Oh, but you said it perfectly. He's a social media creation. But yeah, but so is everything else. I'd, I'd say arguably that's uh, Bernie también. But Bernie does have institutional history and like all that. I mean, all, all of the videos from back in the 90s and back in the 80s when he was doing all this shit. Well, that's his vibe. That's what he's... Surf- I'm people, not a dork. Right. Well, the reason that he has the echo, the reason, like, especially young people are going to be supporting an old Jewish vato from the Northeast, right? Mm-hmm. He's got nothing in common from anybody. He probably doesn't know how to use social media. No. Literally. Have you ever seen him? He probably doesn't know how to use it. He knows, he knows how to... He knows how to hit a... He knows how to, hit, he knows how to hit a pair, a boxing pair. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Have you seen him, though? That's super old, viejito, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, old people that old don't know how to do nothing. And, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but, Except run for president and fuck us over, man. That's what the... No, but that's the thing, though. He's, he was legit because of his trajectory. He had a long history of not... Mm-hmm. Of taking principled stands... Yeah. Right. Over a long period of time, and that's right. why that's what's so unusual about him as far as political figures mm-hmm. in the U.S. and every other way, you know, está viejito, he's he's kind of goofy, no se peina, he's not he's not he's you know he's not what you would call or consider uh, an influencer, so to speak, right? Hell no, a fancy he's looking anti, person is kind of antithesis like, of yeah, the he's antithesis of all of it. And that, that was his draw, that was his uh, brand, his appeal. Mm-hmm. The fact the coming appeal. out. Of, I mean, it was the outsider election in 2016, right? That that's that's what it was known for. I pinche businessman, Trump gold plates and shit. I get well, Chinese the, steel on the right. On the right, that uh, Trump played a similar role as the mm-hmm. outsider. He was like the guy who promised to blow up the system. Yeah, and in a way, he kind of did. I, I for one, though, I think for as far as like what our contribution could be in this podcast, it's really focusing in terms of the implications on this for, for the glass for the glass don't be fooled man how, how is this we know that this, this, this toothpaste isn't going to be put back into the tube man so Trump could lose could be, could be taken and he could be he, he could just be disappear from the scene next week but Trumpism is around to stay yeah and, and in order what's going to happen in our communities is it depends it doesn't depend on on, on electoral outcomes yeah we have to be prepared and organized on a different level, on a different scale, because mm-hmm. this is not going to go away. In fact, and look at what they're investing in. They're investing in, in, in bigger walls, militarizing the border, uh, more coup d'etats. Uh, um, they're, they're financing and backing up the most uh, corrupt, nautical kind of regimes throughout Latin America. They just passed a surveillance act today in a, in a rare bipartisan bill. And it's bipartisan. And, and <laughs> so they're, they're doing this all the time, and that's the, the future they're, they're invested in. Mm-hmm. They're not going to settle things with with our, our communities. They're holding so, hands, right, Compa? It's it's you know in that sense there's a consensus on the right and the left. Mm-hmm. You know it was just a degree of, of repression uh, that they had in mind, and and lo descarado about Trumpism is is what's really shocking. We're we're not used to. He doesn't give a shit. He just says straight up. He's made it the cornerstone of his campaign is hating on our communities. That is it for today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please show us some love by posting comments and or sharing or following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use our handle at Unión del Barrio. The PA Podcast is a bi-monthly program that offers both audio and video content. It is a production of La Verdad Publications, the informational hub of Unión del Barrio. This is part of our ongoing work to keep our communities informed about current events, 
and the most important political issues of the day. It is our hope to break the monopoly of the political information that the corporate media maintains over our communities. Unión del Barrio is a pro-raza liberation political organization, and we dedicate all of our work to organizing and defending the interests of raza communities within the current border of the U.S. You can find out more about us at our organizational webpage at www.uniondelbarrio.org. The editor-in-chief of La Verdad Publications and producer of the PA podcast is compañero Harry Simón Salazar. Once again, I'm your host, Juan Carlos Lozano. And always remember, the powers and the people and the politics that we address. On behalf of Unión del Barrio, we hope you continue listening to our shows. Y que viva la raza.